Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Let's see, today is Friday, September, oh, 21st. Was it yesterday the 20th, or was yesterday the 19th? It's very difficult for, oh, it's the 20th. I was going to say difficult for people who are... Uh, time challenged but I know that it's really just that I forget to check these things right we've got a few more choya burrs from our intrepid wannabe neighbor I guess she is a neighbor isn't she Ms. pack wrap wannabe taker over of the arbor. So I was thinking about as I got out my phone and plugged in the microphone, what was I going to talk about today? Because I thought, well, I should grab my note this time ahead of time before, you know, instead of having to go back in and get it. Except that today I don't have a note. And probably will get fuzzier as things go on from here because I am, uh, yeah, getting more into drafting brain. Those of you who've been lis listening for a long time will be familiar with this mode. It really is a different state of mind. It's interesting to pay attention to uh, what I need to do to move into that state of mind as I... Um, <laughs> This one emitter always gets pulled out of this plant. I think that must be the pack rat, too. This one impatient, poor thing. It's always getting gypped of its water. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to watch myself move back into that state of mind. Uh, and drafting definitely takes the most energy out of me. I know that... Uh, Several of you were reminding me not to try for the 4,000 words a day. It always seems so doable when I'm not in immersed in that headspace. But, boy, once I am producing this story, it's just amazing uh, yeah, how much it takes out of me. Building those bridges to the other universe ain't easy. So, I got more words written yesterday. I'm slowly ramping up. Uh, I am at, let's say I got like 1,600 words yesterday, which is the most that I've gotten in any day so far. So, that's the other thing is that I'm having to remind myself that of my analogy that I have used many, many times before. It's amazing to me how I have to keep relearning things about myself and about my process, but apparently that's part of life. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, if you haven't been running your marathon, running your daily miles, you get out of shape, and you can't just go out and expect to run 5K or 26K or whatever on the first day that you get back at it. 
your body just won't do it. And it's amazing to me how the creative muscles work the exact same way. I don't know what that is. Something about human nature. But I am slowly increasing and trying to be kind to myself as I increase. Choya, my taking off my shoes and picking the Choya burrs out of the bottom and occasionally getting them in my fingers. <laughs> so, so yeah, I am trying to be kind with myself. I would like to get this book done by the end of October. So I just need to slowly ramp up to getting more words per day. See how many I get today. I've, I finished revising that original slightly less than 12K that I'd written back in May. And now I've moved past that. I'm, I don't know, somewhere in the 14,000s. And one of my big problems is, is that I don't really know what's happening next. And it's these times when I also wish that I was a pre-plotter. I would just love to outline how this final climax is going to go. And I don't know. I really just don't know. And I was even thinking as I was writing this morning that I would like to take a big map and sort of draw out my different people and how they're connected and how things are going to interweave. And I'm trying not to spoiler who the protagonist is, but there's also this aspect that my protagonist, <laughs> you guys are going to so be able to guess because I'm just not going to be able to help talking about it. My protagonist is a sorceress and she can see into the future. And so I have all of these things where she's trying to balance what she can see coming with what's actually occurring. And, of course, trying to balance what she tells people. And probably what I'm going to have to do, you know, I tend to be such a linear writer. I craft the story as, as it goes, and I try to layer these things in as they go. And I think probably what I'm going to have to do is push through and write the bones of of the sequences and this story is going is a lot more action than I normally write to so maybe that's harder for me but I'm going to have to write the bones of the sequences and then probably layer in some of the foresight <laughs> so that she can know once I know it's like I'm trying to have foresight. Don't you think pre-plotting is a little bit like foresight? I mean, really, it's like, how do you know what the story is going to be until you write it? You all are just guessing. <laughs> I suppose this is another way that uh, I am different in process than many people because the story never feels to me like something that I decide what happens. I, I feel like I'm just the one who writes it down. I discover what happens. <clears throat> so I really do have to get to this place. And I know I've talked about this before. I probably should go back and listen to my own podcast. But I really do have to get to a place of trust where I can just throw myself into the writing 
and write things down as they occur and believe that the story will come to me. But it's that's part of why it's a very different headspace for me than revising because in revising I really do click in a whole lot more of my logical and rational brain. That brain is um, coming into me and saying, you know, okay, parse, parse, parse. And in some ways that's, um, I guess, easier to do. I think that's why some people like revising because it does allow for that, uh, that analysis and it can be gratifying that way, especially if you haven't quite gotten into the slide of the joyful ride that is drafting, which I haven't yet. So we'll see the cover's done. The cover is fucking gorgeous, you guys. <laughs> it's just awesome. But I will wait to reveal that. Um, I'm going to have to figure out when I'm going to reveal that. Because, of course, Orchid Throne comes out on Tuesday. I know I've been talking about that nonstop. I'm very excited. Very excited about it. Um, I got my first finished copy of it yesterday. And it was so cool. The UPS guy brought it. And um, it was just the lone book in the UPS package sent like three-day shipping um, direct from editor Jenny. And she included a lovely little note, which I'll probably use as the picture on today's podcast, um, that she wanted me to have a finished copy. Because, of course, the box of author copies will be sent by Slow Boat. I wonder how long we'll be saying things like Slow Boat. It's funny when I write futuristic stuff like science fiction stuff and I'll get comments saying, well, do you think they'd really say slow boat? And it's like, yeah, but, you know, here we are hundreds of years later referring to slow boats from China. And when was the last time we had a slow boat from China? Anyway, I digress. Part of the brand here. Um, so it's, you guys, it's really shiny. The cover is so shiny. I just can't tell you how exciting it is to see all of that shiny silver on the cover. It's just um, just totally awesome. So I have that copy, which is great because we'll see when the author copy, copies come. They might come in the next few days. But Megan Mulry is throwing a little party for me on Tuesday night. Um which is just really sweet and um, moving to me. I have not, <laughs> it's, it's funny, and I, I feel like I'm sounding like poor pitiful Sue, but I don't think that anybody's ever thrown a party for me before. I mean, not that wasn't like a family gathering for a birthday and that sort of thing, which I, I suppose counts, you know. But I don't think I've ever had a friend host a party for me before which is funny because I've thrown parties for people but I think you know like you tend to be either the party thrower or the party throwee <laughs> um, at any rate Megan is a wonderful person and she sent out invitations and so it's going to be you know mainly drinks but I'm glad that I can have the finished copy there I'm really excited to um that uh, Minerva Spencer's going to come down because it's release day for her also. And so she and the hubs are coming down from Taos. Some people are coming up from Albuquerque. It's um, 
it's just really touching. I'm, I really appreciate my friends wanting to celebrate this with me. And yes, thanks to those of you who noticed uh, my posts of the finished copy. Yes, my nails do match the cover. Yes, I did do that on purpose. I actually took one of my flats into my manicurist and said, release day is coming up and I want my nails to match. Um, because, you know, that, that's what you do. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, exciting stuff. I'm probably, I'm trying to be smarter this time. I'm always trying to be smarter. Um, future Jeffy, trying to learn from past Jeffy. Uh, I'm just not going to try to write on Tuesday since it's release day. Uh, Agent Sarah asked me if we could discuss something on Tuesday, and she said, um, are, are you going to be writing in the morning like usual, or will you not since it's release day? And I was like, yeah, I'm just not, because I never get anything written on release day even. I always think I'm going to, and then I don't, so I'm just going to take the day off. So I might do online stuff. I might just go out and do some fun things. Maybe I'll go walk around Canyon Road, look at galleries and stuff. Let's see what David wants to do. But yeah, I want to go do some celebratory things. So I think I'll work on Sunday is the upshot of all of this. I'll try writing on Sunday so I don't lose that day. And then this is kind of exciting news. Um, we have the cover for The Fiery Crown also, the sequel. And they are going to reveal it on Tor.com on October 16th. So I'm super excited for that. So all of this is by way of saying that I want um, to reveal the cover of The Fate of the Tala too, but I don't want to overlap all of this stuff too much. So we'll see. I might just um, play it by ear. Um, I'm sure Corrine is listening. So if you have ideas, Corrine, we can discuss. But we might wait until after reveal a fiery crown cover. Um, yeah. I still feel like we should have a contest so you guys can guess who the protagonist is, except you're all going to know by then, I'm sure. <laughs> So let's see, those are the things going on right now. Um, new Shinies out on submission, uh, but it's on an exclusive right now for a week. And then we'll go wide depending on what kind of offer we get. So we're just waiting on that part. The, the other big news is um, you know, this article that this gal wrote for um, medium.com. I guess I'm pretty sure her name is Heather Demetrios. I didn't check it again. She's a YA author. But she wrote this article, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, about how she got, um, she basically blew a quarter or a third of a million dollars of advances with nothing to show for it. She uh, got a $100,000 advance uh, for a two book series or for no for a trilogy i think she got a hundred thousand for a trilogy and then she got another um oh two hundred fifty thousand dollar advance so maybe the first was a hundred thousand for a duology and then or for a two book d 
deal and 250 for a three book deal, something like that. So she got like $350,000 in advances within the space of a couple of years. And she was being totally embittered. Um, the article is really something to read because she says, well, that, you know, nobody mentored her. Why didn't her publisher give her a mentor? Why didn't her agent explain that she didn't understand the nature of advances? Uh, you know, there's a reason they call it an advance, people. It's, <laughs> it's an advance against royalties. And so, yeah, most people don't f say the whole phrase, but, you know, if you don't know what something means, it's really incumbent on you to find out. That's part of being a grown-up in the world. And complaining that people did not explain things to you is, I don't know, I, not much of, an, of a defense, especially because there are a lot, a lot, a lot of author communities out there. There are podcasts like this one. There are better podcasts than mine. There are articles. There are all sorts of ways to look things up. Um, Minerva Spencer, part of how we became friends is she sold her three-book deal to Kensington. Then she looked around to see if there were any other Kensington authors nearby in New Mexico. She found me, followed me on Twitter. I followed her back, and she began asking me questions, which was perfectly fine. I'm actually really happy to answer her questions because she actually listens to my answers. Uh, with this gal who wrote the article, I feel sure that people told her some of this stuff and she didn't listen. But at any rate, she says that she had no idea that she could run out of money. Uh, basically, the way against, just in case you don't know, <laughs> okay? An advance against royalties means that they give you money up front, and then your book, once it sells, they pay you whatever percentage you get of each sale, and that gets slowly, slowly deducted from your advance, which is essentially a loan. They're essentially giving you a loan. Uh, and so it's not until you earn out, which means that you earn enough money on those sales of those books to cancel out that essentially that debt, that you start then making money on, on top of the advance. And she says she had never heard the words earn out before. She didn't know that if her books didn't sell through, that's another thing, earn out, sell through, that if she didn't sell enough books to justify that advance, that next time they would give her a lower advance. And now she is very, very sad and destitute and only getting $20,000 advances for her books. And she claims to be much wiser uh, she's she's really, I, I know I sound annoyed, but she's earned no friends in the author community with this because clearly she's learned nothing since it hasn't occurred to her that she could be getting less than 20,000 advances per book. That she has not hit rock bottom, that there are people who are struggling with far worse deals than that. So it, it's the whole thing, you know, she tries to take responsibility in some ways, but doesn't do a great job of it. It's, um, yeah, just, I think you have to realize that people are not going to take you by the hand and explain everything to you, that you have to take responsibility for your own business and your own self. And that's in any job, right? I mean, you know, she was, she's saying, well, you know, in, 
know, a corporation would give you a mentor. It's like, I never had a mentor at any corporation I worked for. You know, it was like you, that's part of why you make friends with people. And I know that that's always my thing when I say that another word for networking is making friends, or another way of saying networking is making friends. But you know, people, that's, that's why we have author communities. That's why we talk to each other. And I, I often um, talk to people and give them advice on stuff. I, I'm, you know, I've been talking on here that I'm thinking about doing some author coaching and offering to do this on a more professional basis, uh, stuff that I've already been doing for free, which now I feel kind of chagrined because that's what this gal is doing now. She's like set up her uh, monetized mentoring and coaching business. And it's like, oh, please, people don't go talk to her. <laughs> Because I could tell you one thing um, is that when she, would somebody, this is a, a real inside tip, and I feel like maybe this is something that not everybody knows, but she said things like that nobody ever told her her release dates, that she found out her release dates when the book appeared on Amazon. Well, certainly that happens with covers sometimes depending on the publisher, they'll just like put the cover up, especially if they don't want the author to quibble with it. That's sort of a way of getting around that. But if your publisher, if your editor is not telling you your release dates, it's because they don't want to deal with you. So that's a sure sign that she was not making friends at her publishing houses because Otherwise, they do communicate with you, and they communicate with you happily. They want you to know things like your release dates. Um, and if you don't know, you write to them and ask. I, I did that just the other day that I wrote to editor Jenny and asked her what the release date was for Fiery Crown because the last I had was that it was going to be May 2021, and I didn't know if I had an actual date. And she said, oh, yeah, it's May 26th. I mean, how hard is it, people? Not hard. Not hard. So that's my, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just aggravated with that. It, go out and ask the questions. You know, every once in a while, you're going to hit an author who's cranky. There's a few out there. They, like, won't shake your hand at their signing table. You know, that's fine. That's fine. They can do their own thing. But there are plenty of authors who will talk to you. I, I will answer your questions, and I won't make you pay for it. You can, like, buy my book or something. But, you know, post questions to my blog or podcast. Tag me through the contact form on the website. I'll talk about it here. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to get this information if you're willing to ask and not thinking that you're just too fancy to need any help, which I suspect was the case there. And now I've ranted on too long. And I meant to mention that we got a lovely rain last night. About 4.30 in the morning, the skies just opened up. And David and I both woke up, and it was just hearing that rain pour down. It was wonderful. So it's a fresh and lovely morning. Uh, the flowers are blooming. Did I mention I got a finished copy of my book? <laughs> so life is good. I hope your lives are good. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.